Thank you for joining me today for this brief devotional. My hope is that your heart will both be encouraged and challenged. Good Monday morning. You know, the last few weeks we've been talking about some hard topics and I wish I could say today isn't any harder, but it kind of is. Um, I wrote the book Flying Solo years ago. Um, it was never meant to be a book. It was just the journals. They really were my prayers after my divorce because I was hurting so bad I didn't even really have the ability to pray out loud, so I would write my prayers down, and I never intended them to become a book, but they did. And as we approach this topic on our Monday Musing today, I'm just gonna ask you to give me just a minute to share from here because it felt really fitting with the topic of divorce that we're gonna talk about for a few minutes. The book starts this way, grief has no etiquette. It is slobbery and mean, obtrusive and inopportune, smothering and rude. And it had taken up residence in every cell of my body. As I sat in the unfamiliar church that morning, it would offer me no wavering ounce of mercy. The divorce papers that would end my 13 years of marriage had just been delivered and every part of familiar was gone. Today would be no different. I had chosen to attend church that morning with my brother and sister-in-law. No one would know me there, and I would be given yet a little more time to absorb my grief in anonymity. The ability to process the weight of this extreme loss would be much easier with fewer questions and personal sanctuary. So not telling anyone other than my immediate family and closest friends at that moment was the best gift I had given myself, thus the unfamiliar church. The musicians begin to play the praise and worship music filled through the dimly lit makeshift sanctuary of padded chairs and tin roof. Candles flickered from every crevice and corner of the old factory and wooden beams arched throughout the building. A young man sat on the stage that morning in front of the canvas and his paintbrush in hand, a spotlight lit the canvas as he stroked it with color. Throughout the entire worship service and throughout the message that morning, the artist worshiped. I watched each stroke through the blur of my own tears that had stained my face cold. At some point, I thought the image was discernible, but I quickly realized and refuted the possibility with, no, there's no way, it can't be that. But as the final strokes were rendered, I realized it was that. It really was a man slipping a wedding ring on a woman's finger. It felt like a fist to the gut. The air was sucked from the room. The pain was bitter and mocking and my mind swelled with anger. There had been very few moments in my life that I have been angry with God, truly angry, but this was one of them and my anger spewed. You've got to be kidding me, my mind screamed. Heaven gave me my moment. God graciously allowed me the rage of my soul. And when I was through, he spoke to my heart. That is who I am to you. If you will allow me through this journey, I will be your companion. I will be everything you need. Divorce is not God's plan. In fact, there's a reason he hates it because it leaves a wreckage in its wake. It's not an equal opportunity employer. It's a conglomeration. 
Ronald Reagan in 1969, he created no-fault divorce in the state of California. And after that passed, um, because up to that point you had to have, there had to be specific reasons, he, he said it would go down as one of his greatest mistakes he ever made. And so Jesus doesn't leave adultery untouched. Um, I'm sorry, he doesn't leave divorce untouched in the Sermon on the Mount. And he says this as we continue in chapter five. He said, remember the scripture that says whoever divorces his wife, let him do it legally, giving her divorce papers and her legal rights. Too many of you are using that as a cover for selfishness and whim, pretending to be righteous just because you are legal. Please, no more pretending. See, the Jews divorced for whatever reason they wanted. I mean, the woman could wear her hair the wrong way and they would get a divorce and it was legal to do that. And Jesus is changing the playing field as he should, because I can't imagine anyone who's walked through the divorce that doesn't know why God hates it. And we have the wreckage around us everywhere. He doesn't hate the person, he hates the damage. Because see, not only does it leave broken children, it leaves broken families, which leaves a broken nation. So if you wanted to look at the moral fiber of our nation and wonder where it really ultimately failed, you take it back to marriage and the home. When divorce entered, everything changed. I don't know where your marriage is today, but I do know the journey of divorce. So much so that our whole ministry, not our whole ministry, but a large part of our ministry is based on making sure no one else has to walk it. But do you know what I've learned in marriage is no heart can, no marriage can move past the heart least willing to try. So for those of you that are married today, are you willing to try? Are you willing to do the work it requires to take stock of your own heart? Is this a longer Monday musing? Yeah, it is. Is your marriage worth it? Yeah, it is. Don't be fooled. There's not greener pasture on the other side. You know, I mean, cow is a cow is a cow no matter what side of the fence he's on. Marriages are always going to have challenges. They're always going to have struggle. So what do you want to do with the one that you have? I'm not saying all marriages can be mended. I'm evidence of that. Sadly, they can't. But by golly, you can do everything in your power to make sure your heart has done everything it can. It's a sobering word for us on a difficult topic on this Monday morning. If your heart was encouraged today, please know that we have many other resources available for you. You can discover all of those at reclaiminghearts.org.